0: You're listening to The Screener's Podcast Network.
1: From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is The Screener's Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Screener's Podcast. This is April.
2: And this is Chad.
1: And I'm Daniel.
0: And we have a jam-packed, fun episode Today, we are going to be reviewing The Irishman, Martin Scorsese's new film, and then we are going to be reviewing Knives Out. But before we do that, we just want to remind everybody to check us out on our social media channels on Twitter. It's at Screeners Cast. on Facebook. Just search the Screeners Podcast um, or wherever you listen. If you could just leave us a review, let us know what you think. And if you hate or love something that we say in this episode, please let us know. We would love to dialogue with you about it. So yes, Especially
2: with- if you hate What Daniel says Let him know
0: Let him know Yes Especially if you hate What Daniel Be says Be nice <laughs> Well let's just go ahead And dive into our first review Of The Irishman
1: Frank Sheeran I saying that right? Yeah you said it right uh, Under the contract Management can only fire A driver on very specific charges So Do you have a show up late? No Do you have any moving violations? No Do you drink on the job? No you ever hit anybody? On a job? Yeah. I don't think so. All right, then we don't have nothing to worry about. You know, I don't. Uh, I don't care whether you did it or not. That makes no difference to me. Yeah, I know. I'm here to defend you, right? Right. What do you want to know? You want to know if I did it or not? No. <laughs> well, we are not going to read the IMDb description because it's. First of all, terrible. Second of all, it is a total spoiler for the movie. Like, it totally spoils the movie. So do not read the IMDb plot description as we were about to do. So instead, I'm reading from Rotten Tomatoes, the the info that they have uh, for The Irishman. This biographical crime thriller follows Frank Sheeran played by robert de niro as he recalls his past years working for the buffalino crime family this movie is of course directed by martin scorsese it stars robert de niro al pacino joe pesci and a lot more people um and it's it's for netflix it is scorsese's first netflix film um, and it's i should mention it's written by Steve alien as well all right everyone this was a uh, this was a track right this was a uh, Three and a half hour long film uh, on Netflix. It was it was a big, massive budget that they threw at Scorsese. I believe what was it, a hundred million dollars for this film? Um, kind of reteaming with Robert De Niro for Scorsese, re- revisiting the the gangster genre yet again. So uh, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear first of all. You know, we, we've discussed on this podcast uh, just uh, in the past couple months, we had uh, my brother Tyler on and, and he was insulting Goodfellas, saying it's one of the most overrated films of all time. Tyler, uh, you're overrated.
2: How do you like that? <laughs> He's not here to so, defend
1: himself. Yeah. So I want to hear just, just a little bit about, about your knowledge or, or history with Scorsese and gangster films. And then, and then tell me what you think of The Irishman. So, so April, we will start with you. What did you what What's your history with Scorsese and Gangsters? And then, uh, what did you think of The Irishman?
0: I'm not like super in depth and have seen every single film he's ever done, but I've seen a good chunk. Um, I haven't seen Fellas in oh wow years. No, I, I have seen oh, it, but. Oh. I really don't remember it all that well. I was quite young when I watched it. Younger, not like a kid. So I remember liking it, but I really don't remember much else about it. But I loved The Departed. So, But I was really excited because I love Martin Scorsese. I know he does great work. So I was really looking forward to this film until I heard about the runtime because (laughs) that is a long time to sit down for a movie that's not The Lord of the Rings. So... So overall, I thought it was very well done. Um, It was really fun to see the old gang get together again. All the old guys, you know, acting, hanging out, being mobsters again. Um, But for me, the de-aging was a bit distracting Hmm. because regardless of how well they did the face or not did the face, they still had old bodies. Hmm. And that kind of threw me. I don't know if that threw you guys, but. Anyway, I wasn't a big fan of the de-aging, but um, a lot of people thought it was just brilliant and loved it. So the story was good. It was very interesting. I didn't really know a lot of – I didn't really know anything about it, actually. So the whole thing was fascinating, regardless of if it was actually true or not. But I am not as much on the praise wagon as a lot of people are. Because for me, three and a half hours long, I thought there were still a a few storylines that were underdeveloped. Um, especially with when it came to Robert De Niro's family, hmm. and so for three and a half hours long, it's strange to me. It just didn't make sense that you would have underdeveloped storylines and characters. So I actually think this would have worked better as a mini series because there was a there was a lot in here, but I think they could have put more into it. But I mean, I know why he didn't do it because he wanted to get an Oscar. But anyway, I say th- I still think it would have been a better mini series because, yeah. So it was good. I I, I really enjoyed. Watching it, we had to pause it several times for pee breaks because it's three and a half hours long. <laughs> it was good. It was funny. It was there were some really fun moments in it. I don't know if I don't think this is a spoiler, but it could have definitely used more females in the mm. film, especially with his daughter. She was hardly in it at all. Anyway, that like we can talk about that more in spoilers. But that's my general. It was good. It was it was good.
1: Interesting. So so uh, I definitely want to talk uh, later on about. Uh, you you mentioned with his daughter. A lot of people are upset with... You're talking about Anna Paquin's character yes. and, yeah, and Peggy. Her, her as a younger character as well, yeah. And uh, a lot of people are upset because she she only has like three or four lines in the entire film. So I And that's such a huge
0: relationship in the story mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it's strange.
1: So I definitely want to talk about that further. So But but, yeah. but before we do that, uh, I want to hear from Chad. Chad, tell me about your, your Scorsese gangster history and, and then tell me what you thought about this movie.
2: I have... Seen almost everything in his filmography. There are a couple of little things when I was going back through today that I haven't seen. But Main Streets is yeah, it's mm-hmm. a classic, and then of course you've got. I mean, there are several films that he's made that aren't technically gangster, but they're they the thematic arc of the story fits into almost a a, a mob genre. But you've got, of course, Goodfellas. You've got Casino. You've got The Departed, and. All in all, I think of all of those, my favorite still is Goodfellas. I think Goodfellas is borderline masterpiece, if not just full-on masterpiece. An acting class uh, at every level, an engaging story that it just feels like it's a nonstop tour de force within that genre. So it's very much interested. You know, there's a strange thing that happens as you get older, and this is where I put on my old man my old man pants here <laughs> for you kids is that you begin to appreciate these actors. That, and directors that you have seen in their prime in their younger days. Not that they're, not their creative prime, but like their physical prime, right? Mm. Um, and then as they get older, we, we got some of this with Harrison Ford in episode seven. And, and you start getting these actors like Sylvester Stallone, where they have these elongated breaks. Uh, and then they come back and they play a different character, an older character that is retrospective of their, their life. And as you begin to get older, you really recognize a lot of the things that they think about and go through and it develops kind of an empathy for these characters so I was very much interested in this particular take and I I will say that the three and a half hours was kind of daunting Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel there was never a time where I felt bored there was never a time where I felt that there was a lot of wasted Things except that I do agree that the the major issue that i that I took away from it was I still don't feel like after watching all three and a half hours that I really understand much more about the character or the characters at the center of this than I did going in this very much felt to me like a a creative and masterfully crafted retelling of the events around this story without digging into a lot of the motivations of these characters, mm. how they or why they chose to get into this life. Obviously, in some cases, it's just you're a victim of your circumstances and it's proximity and it's where you are and it's what you do and your family has a history in it and so it's it's who you become. I really felt like De Niro's character, Frank Sheeran, it would have benefited the emotional connect in this film if I just had a little bit more understanding of beyond just the very surface level, which we get a lot of, which is I'm doing this for my family. I'm trying to keep you safe. I'm trying to yeah. provide, right? And that's fine because that may be the motivation, but I don't feel like I really learned anything about who he was. We get we get told about things he has experienced. He was a war veteran we learned some of the horrible things that he endured and and inflicted during the war and how he's brought some of that home and so how it was a natural step into this mob life, if you will. Contrasting this with a film like Goodfellas, I really felt like I understood why those characters were doing what they were doing. I I felt their desperation. I felt their drive. And in this movie, I feel like it's intentional. Uh, It's deliberate, sort of muted. It takes its time. And so this is a film overall that I feel like I appreciated more than I loved. Now, it's Mm -hmm. complicated. Because the performance, there are some performances in here that I think are absolute home run, Academy Award level kind of performances. I think the direction is same thing. Um, I think it's good. Definitely. I, I, again, I don't want to get into all that because Daniel will tell me how wrong I am, but I mean, <laughs> best picture worthy for sure, while at the same time not landing on me in a way. That I, I just fully embraced it because of the beat by beat retelling. Even though the director uses and the screenwriter used some very clever flashbacks, flash forwards, you know, one scene to the next, you're, you're in present day and then you, you get a flashback and it all kind of works together very well. Uh, I never felt like I just had a sense or an understanding of who these characters were much beyond the very prototypical mobster characters, if that makes sense. So overall, I'm conflicted because I rate these on the letterbox scale of zero to five stars. For me, this would probably, and I'm still wrestling with it, would probably be a four out of five, even though there are elements of it that are five out of five. So I'm still wrestling with this. Of course, it's going to be hard to find three and a half hours to sit down and watch it again with so many other films that are out there. But there are lots of things in this that I absolutely loved. I think the look of the film is gorgeous. I think you know, Scorsese is a master of moving the camera uh, and creating these long shots and these long takes where you get new information as the camera goes along. He gets phenomenal performances from all of his actors. And the story was interesting of itself. So it is one of those where I feel like nothing was wasted. I I don't feel like it should have been, you know, there's not an obvious thing. Like I wish they would cut 20 minutes out. I don't feel like that at all. I just Mm -hmm. wish they had allocated the three and a half hours a little bit more toward helping me learn who these people were because then I could get on board and understand why they're doing what they're doing, especially as as April mentioned, as it relates to the family. For a, such a driving force behind this character, mm-hmm. I really felt like we didn't get that. Even with, even with Hoffa, with Al Pacino, who's who's phenomenal as Jimmy Hoffa, every version of these characters, we kind of get the full force version of what the public perceives them to be, even in their conversations, their intimate conversations when they're staying together in the hotel room. Only every once in a while do they really kind of peel the layers away. They're still just kind of posturing, two bulls barring horns against each other. And maybe that's who they were. Um, But for me, I I felt like it could have done with a little bit deeper dive into the humanity and lack of humanity that these characters had for me to fully love this movie. I left feeling just a little bit cold while still admiring the effort a great deal.
1: Okay, interesting. So so for me... Uh, you know my history with with uh, Scorsese is I, like Chad. I've watched most Scorsese films. There's definitely some some that I've missed, but I, I love Goodfellas. Just rewatched. I, I just rewatched uh, a a few Scorsese films. Uh, Goodfellas, Taxi Driver. Uh, I forget what else I rewatched recently, but I love love Goodfellas. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, I, I've seen Casino probably only one time. I love The Departed, but. Uh, yes, I, I, I am all in on Scorsese and gangster films. I don't think it's overrated at all. Scorsese has already said so much about the, the, the mafia and organized crime and unorganized crime already and uh, so the Irishman plays out as almost a culmination of these earlier films but with the added elements of you know time and reflection and and so that added element, it is fresh and is new and is something different, especially with the latter half or latter third of this film. You really see kind of how these lives play out when when you aren't shot dead or whatever. Um, how do these lives play out? And how do you live with what you've done? And so those things are are really interesting. On a technical level, this movie is... It's literally watching masters of cinema both in front of and behind the camera at work and giving them a $100 million and let them loose. So it's like clockwork. You know, the film is gorgeous. Every, every piece of this film feels perfectly in place um, because why wouldn't it? You've got this massive budget. You've got these incredible talents. And so it feels so well crafted flawlessly crafted nearly and so as a as a meditation on on crime and on choices and on violence um on regret uh i think it's i think it's really excellent i think i i definitely agree with what chad was saying about that it, edu- it educated me more on the events not so much the motivations right so i didn't know much about the whole hoffa thing um or much of this this crime family at all uh, and so it, it educated me on the, that chain of events. So that educated me on what Hoffa was doing and what led up to his disappearance and all those things. And so that was very interesting um, and, and really felt felt educational, felt fascinating because it's just a fascinating story. So all of those things I, I really appreciated. Um, but I agree. I didn't feel like we peeled back the layers of especially Frank, exactly what was driving him because he is such a quiet character. He's a, he's a very introspective character. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, introspective isn't the right word because I don't feel like we get to see the introspection. It's, it's, he's really just a quiet character. So I, I agree. A lot of people are calling this film a masterpiece. I'm not quite there. Mm-hmm. Even though it feels like a culmination of of Scorsese's earlier takes on crime, there's there's a lot of ground that that they retread here. He says a lot of new things with 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 new perspective, but it's so reminiscent of his earlier work that that it doesn't feel like it's entirely this brand new thing uh, or or something masterful that has been revealed. It's still a wonderful movie. I I, I want to echo so much of what Chad said about there's so many five star elements here. Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci's performance is unbelievable i mean Greed. i think he is yeah. phenomenally so quiet but menacing and kind and, and scary and yeah absolutely and so he's just phenomenal pacino pacino's great i mean he's doing his pacino thing you know <laughs> he's doing his thing yeah. uh but he's still phenomenal at it um as is de niro de niro is great in, in this quiet role so so yeah there's there's so many phenomenal elements I also want to echo what April was saying about the de-aging. The de-aging doesn't always work. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Specifically the first scene in which it's used where, where uh, De Niro and Pesci are, are at a truck. they of kind of meeting for the first time there. Yeah, that was rough. Um, it wasn't just rough. I think it was garbage. I think it was actively horrible. <laughs> um, I think it was truly bad. I was sitting there in the theater going, oh boy. Are we going to have to sit here for three and a half hours with this? This is not Mm going to work. I, it was so bad. I, I, I kind of want to, I want to actual answer this question somehow. I want to know if they made it worse on purpose because it's so truly terrible in that scene. And, then it gets so much better in subsequent scenes that I wonder if they made it awful in that first scene that it's used so that way the rest of the film doesn't look so bad in comparison. Because after that scene was over, <laughs> after that scene was over, I was like, okay, that was terrible, but now it's not so bad. And and so it was just very strange. So I don't Maybe think you
0: it's... has got used to it.
1: So I, I don't know. know. I really don't know. I want to rewatch it again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, So so it's not always actively terrible. Um, that first scene is, but the rest of it is just kind of, okay. I, I agree with exactly what April was saying that I noticed the, the old man bodies. I mean, they don't, they, they didn't move like young men, you know what I mean? And, and they, the way they walked or carried themselves, they, they've got the body of 70 year olds. Cause they are 70 year olds, uh, uh, in the mid seventies. And so, Yeah. So the de-aging didn't always work, but I appreciated it. You know, I I appreciate that this was, this would, this would have been a totally different movie had they just cast younger actors. Um, I don't think it would have worked the same way. Um, so, so, you know, even though I don't, didn't love the way it was done, I, I'm, I'm glad they didn't choose a different direction. It's kind of a weird, I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm in the middle on, on it. Uh, so it's very strange, but anyway, I'll have to say, I, I really did love this movie. I exactly like Chad. I, I give this a four out of five and the letterbox scale and um, it's wonderful. It's engaging. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't, it definitely feels long, but not not in the sense that uh, I'm looking at my watch, you know, waiting for it to be over. It just you're watching kind of a life play out, right? So it's just it's it's long in that respect, but but it, it feels like they used their time, it earned its runtime, and so I think it's I think it's great. I think the last third, last whatever, last hour of this movie is is especially poignant i think that's that's where he really starts to get break it new ground with with aging and regret and those and those those themes so yeah overall i uh, i really enjoy this movie i think it's great yeah. i i i think it's not uh i wouldn't choose this for best picture but i totally see i it, it would be a worthy winner i should say i think that's the best way to say it so
2: one of the things ahead. i one of the things i did like about this is there have been attempts in the in this genre to make it less glamorous and I think that this film actually achieves that. Yes, I agree. There's nothing glamorous about this life. Other films have tried it by showing how shocking the violence is or the ancillary things related to maybe addiction or loneliness or losing your family or whatever. And those are certainly all important things. But I think this this film does a really excellent job of showing the the mundanity of what this life is like and how hard a life it is, not just on the individual, but on the collateral damage of every relationship that these people have.
1: For sure. I totally agree. What 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 else do we want to talk about with the Irishman? You know, we want to talk about Anna Packman's character. Like I said, a lot of people are upset at, at how few lines she has. We will move into a brief spoiler section. If you want if you haven't seen the Irishman yet, uh, but you want to hear our, our next review of knives out, I would skip forward about five to ten minutes and then and then uh, pick it up from there. Okay, so now that we're in this more spoiler spoilery section here, um, April, I definitely want to hear your perspective on on anna Paquin's character, the lack of dialogue and and all that sort of thing so so uh, what was your perspective on that
0: when I left the or when the film ended, she, her character resonated with me a lot like when I thought about the film, she stood out a lot to me, uh, but then when I thought about it late, again, she really didn't have a ton of Screen time or lines, for as impactful as her character was, especially at the end, they kind of make it out to where his greatest regret was almost losing her, and how you know she stopped talking to him after you know the whole Hoffa incident. Yeah, I I wanted more of that of that relationship and of her character because she was a huge character in his life, his own daughter, and and they they kind of showed her throughout as she grew up and aged as well but never really enough to fully connect with with her and him and we kind of we kind of understood where she was coming from because she she kind of had this look in her face as she grew up like she feared him and or just disapproved in some way you didn't really know she never said anything she just had this look but we really didn't get into the mind of Frank as much about how he felt about her other than her, him going to the bank and really wanting to talk to her at the end and not being able to. And then, you know, you could say he just kind of wasted away at the nursing home or whatever that was he was at. So yeah, I think they did her character a great disservice because that was actually a very interesting relationship that I think fueled a lot of what he did or did not do, or at least was in his mind. And they just didn't give it really a lot of clout.
1: That's interesting. I, I think I definitely... Uh, hear where you're coming from about not diving into her character enough, but I think that's that's the way the film approached all of the characters. Um, so I, I feel like uh, definitely trying to figure out. Like I, I was not bothered by the treatment of her character because that was kind of the point of her character is that Mm -hmm. uh, he he was so detached from her, or I guess she was detached from him. Um, You know, there's the scene early on where he beats the crap out of the store owner for, for grabbing her or whatever he did, pushing her. And, um, and that's, that's, that's where something snaps inside of her, where she can never truly love her dad again after seeing what he did. And so I think that's the reason for the lack of dialogue. That's the whole point of her the lack of dialogue is she does not want to talk to her father she doesn't have anything to do with her father even as a child and so i think that's kind of the through line of why she's not much of a character because she doesn't want to have anything to do with with frank so that's kind of how i read it what what did you think chad
2: (laughs) yeah I, i it's one of those where i agree when april says it out loud i agree with what she said and my but my response would just be that that's just not what this movie is uh it's just not what this movie was interested in exploring which was one of my problems with the movie mm-hmm. i wish it had explored the family aspect more, but it didn't. And and right. it, it just decided that we were going to get this point of view from Frank and, and Jimmy. Essentially, this is really, I mean, Jimmy Hoffa gets a ton of time here and the relationship between Frank and Jimmy is sort of central to the movie with Joe Pesci's character as kind of the outsider looking in, who's maybe a little jealous. And they really, pour all of the resources into that storyline and so it wouldn't if we had just superfluously given Anna Paquin who's great by the way I love Anna Paquin but if we had just given her a lot more lines it still wouldn't solve the problem of this character this movie is just not interested in spending time exploring that thematically so it would have just been just wouldn't have made any sense because I do agree with Daniel is that part of it is that they don't want to communicate or she doesn't want to communicate with her father and she carries that through from his point of view it shows his efforts to do that and she just rebuffs it and I thought the the sister's performance at the end was really very powerful where he's talking to her and saying what can I do and she's just crying and saying dad you you were just never there. Even though from your perspective, you felt like you were protecting us, what you really did was push us away. And so I think that that's what it's trying trying to say. I have a hard time crossing into the. I'm angry that she didn't have more lines because I really yeah. don't think that was the point of this. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I'm not angry by any means. I I think. Oh right, and I'm sorry. I'm not,
2: I'm not talking about you, April. Yeah, yeah, I just meant yeah. well, there's a lot of stuff online that people are mad about. Well,
0: it. everyone online is angry. But um uh no I I think but I think that goes to my point. And I don't know if you guys would agree with this or not, because I, I understand why they chose the medium in which they did, but I think this would have served better as a mini series because you hmm. could have delved into, dove into those relationships. I mean, and his first wife, she got like, yeah, she was they were married, and then suddenly they weren't married, and then yep. she shows you show up at her funeral like and, two hours later, and I I was confused. And was they like, also
2: went bowling, but they hang out together, and it was like whoa, that fast forwarded very quickly.
0: Yeah, it was just they they didn't really. Explain a lot of the stuff as far as his family. For real, that's it. But yeah, so it was just, and and obviously Anna Paquin's character is part of the family. So I was frustrated, just that we for as much time as we spent with Frank Sheeran, yep, you would think we would just know a little bit more of the insights to his family.
1: I did love it. I think it's a phenomenal movie. Um, I I definitely just don't don't resonate with the same you know ten out of ten kind of level praise that a lot of people
2: are are heaping on the film. So, Daniel, what's this do what's this going to do for nominations?
1: Uh it's definitely going to be it's going to be a uh, nomination leader, probably have the most Oscar nominations this year. Okay. Um really? definitely gonna, yeah, definitely going to get nominated across the board because if, you know, if you look at the type of film that it is, it's a film that's going to get above the line nominations, you know, it's going to get a picture na- nomination, director, probably actor, Uh, At least one supporting actor nomination, maybe two. Both Pesci and Pacino could be nominated, um, but at least one of them will be. Um, You know, screenplay, and then it's the type of film that can also get some uh, tech nominations: cinematography, sound editing, film editing. uh, You know, all sorts of things. Did anyone
0: have The Irishman in their five for our awards contest?
1: I think we all did. Sure, we we did. I I did. I think we all did.
2: Yeah, Uh, I'd have to. (laughs) <laughs> I'd have to go back and learn. Oh, you didn't really. I, I
0: have think Bombshell I, instead.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. You may want to rethink that one. But yeah. i I mean so I haven't seen nice. the movie, but i No, you
0: know. it's gonna be great.
1: Okay, anyway. let me see what I picked. Yeah, I have the I have the Irishman in, in mind. I had the Irishman marriage story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nineteen seventeen, and waves. Whoops. Um
2: what do I have, Daniel? Do you have ours in front or do you just have yours?
1: I just had mine, yeah. Oh, that's fine, nobody from. else. Oh, how
0: selfish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh so anyway, uh yeah, I, I think it's definitely gonna get a lot of nominations across the board. And honestly, it so should, so honestly right now, uh Best Picture is very wide open. I feel like every single year now, ever since uh ever since Moonlight won Best Picture, every year has gotten more and more wide open. Um, Like this year, honestly, as of right now, we're still early. It's, I mean, it's still December. Precursors haven't happened yet, but I could see any one of maybe five or six movies winning Best Picture. Like it's just a wide open race. And so this is, I would say this is in the upper echelon. Like I I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to come down to The Irishman and something else. Maybe The Irishman and Marriage Story, The Irishman and 1917, The Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Even Parasite, um, any of these movies like, have, a, have, a, have a fighting chance. So it's kind of, it's kind of up in the air, but, but yeah. So it's going to do very well at the Oscars, at least in terms of nominations, and we'll probably pick up a, a few wins as well. It just won today. Uh, we're recording this on, on, on Wednesday, December 4th, and it, it just yesterday was named National Board of Reviews Film of the Year. Yeah. Uh, it was also New York Film Critics Circle, it was their film of the year, Best Picture. So, and named one of AFI's top ten films. So, it's it's already starting to rack mm-hmm. up a lot of not precursor nominations, but we have got a lot of a lot of road ahead of us. So, there's there's plenty more room for change. But it's definitely going to be a big presence this this year. Yeah, season.
2: and we shouldn't let our negativity overall, or not negativity, but our nits that we're picking diminished from so many of the things that the movie does in fact do well i mean this is not a bad movie by any stretch Mm -hmm. of the imagination i think it's more of
1: a technical marvel uh than anything else Uh, like it's just the craft here is is some of the best ever the some incredible acting incredible cinematography incredible direction and like everything is just other than the de-aging i should say um everything's just operating at such a high level that it's like baseline this has to be an eight you know what i mean for for me at least and then i do wish i connected more emotionally to this movie i really didn't connect a lot emotionally uh but it's still a really phenomenal movie all right well i think that wraps up our review of the irishman definitely check it out on netflix we won't do our normal going around the horn because this you know it's it's only available on netflix uh if you haven't seen it in theaters already so so uh go ahead and check it out there and with that we are going to move into our next review of the evening knives out i'm detective lieutenant elliot and this is trooper wagner we Just just want to ask a few questions we understand the night of his demise
0: the family have gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday how was it? By the, way? the party? Pre my
1: dad's death? Oh, it was great. It's a twisted web. We are not finished untangling it,
2: not yet. What is this? CSI KFC? We jump back into the world of Ryan Johnson, his first feature since The Last Jedi, a very non controversial, beloved film in yes, the Star yes. Wars universe. But what I love about this is, you know, Ryan Johnson's first uh, feature, Brick, really announced his presence on the scene as a very unique sensibility, super sharp point of view, and what, if anything, Regardless of what your take is on The Last Jedi, if anything, what it has done is it allowed him to now come back and make a movie on the scale of Knives Out. Uh, The IMDB description reads, a detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric combative family. This cast is legitimately insane. You've got mm-hmm. Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnsons Don Johnson, Tony Collette, and on and on. Christopher Plummer. Come on, Lakeith Stanfield. What? What are we talking about? This <laughs> is just insane. It's just insane. And it is being described as kind of a throwback whodunit. I've heard people make comparisons to, to Agatha Christie. And it's getting rave reviews. It currently sits at a 97% for top, top critics on Rotten Tomatoes. It also has a similarly high user score. People are really loving this movie. It's a huge financial success. It currently sits at a worldwide cum of 75 million, uh, 45 million domestic, which is outstanding. The word of mouth on this is, is really strong. I'm hearing lots of positives. And so I'll just keep it simple. We don't have to talk about The Last Jedi. Because nobody got time for that. But I am interested for sure in what you guys think about this. Does this movie live up to the hype? Uh, And let's start with you, Daniel. What do you think of Johnson's latest Knives Out?
1: Well, I am not like you, Chad. And I do not live the trailer-free life. Mm. uh, But... For Knives Out, I, I knew it was a whodunit. And so of all movies, I figured this would be the one to skip the trailer. So I, I managed to steer clear of Yay. the trailer. I didn't, didn't watch it at all. I am so glad because I went back and rewatched the trailer. And I was very glad that I didn't see it before before watching the movie. So so I was very, you know, I, was, I, I had no expectations for this movie. I, I didn't know, I didn't even know who died. I knew it was a murder mystery, a whodunit, but I didn't know even who died, and so it was all fresh for me. And so I, I, um, I have to be honest up front. I freaking loved every minute of this movie. It is currently, with with room to spare, some shifting's going to happen, but it's currently my favorite film of 2019. Wow. Um, oh, I loved this movie so much. Uh, wow. This movie, along with Ford v Ferrari, I, I would describe this movie as pure entertainment. I just. Uh, it's just purely so much fun. It is hilarious. The mystery is wonderful. the 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 It's so well written. The, the ensemble is phenomenal, like you like you listed off. It's just insane. The mystery is truly excellent. I genuinely didn't guess the ending, um, and of course, I was trying to the whole time. This is the type of movie where mm. you are trying to figure out the ending the whole time. And so I was trying to guess it and, and there were, there were good misdirections. Uh, there were ideas that I had. I was like, okay, maybe this is where it's going. And then the movie was always a step ahead of me. And so, um, I, I just really love this movie. Uh, Anna de Armas is a revelation. I think she is so so good and completely holds her own against this cast of legends. Daniel Craig is is he he goes right up to the line of being over the top.
2: Yes, he um, does.
1: <laughs> but it's always hilarious. It's always hilarious. Um, I was always getting ready to be sick of his character, and then he would he would just pull it back in. And and so, um, you know, I think uh, this is this is a commentary on the super rich. It has it has poignant. Poignant points to make, but most of all, it's just it's just highly entertaining a, a, above anything else. It's just fun. And so I love the way the mystery was crafted. I love the shifting narratives. I love the unreliable points of view. And I love how hilarious this movie is. And so I really I just love this movie all around i can, I cannot wait to see it again. I wanted to see it again before this review because uh, it's been it's been about six weeks since i've seen it, and so i was uh, I, It's it's not as fresh as as I had hoped but
2: uh yeah i uh I love this movie so much wow. But- that is unexpected. I mean, not unexpected that you loved it, but that with all the movies that you have already seen, you know, poor April and I, we've we've got so much to catch up on. (laughs) But with all the movies that you've seen, it's the leader in the clubhouse. Wow, Daniel, that is a significant amount of love from Daniel. All right, April. Well, do you agree with Daniel? Is this going to be in the running for your top 10 of the year? What did you think?
0: Yes, it is definitely in my top 10 for the year. And it actually might even be my favorite of mm. the year but now i feel stupid at saying at it because daniel just said nice it, so.
1: no don't um, feel stupid join the club
0: mm, you both uh, can be
1: stupid together it's okay i'm gonna <laughs>
0: hang out i'm gonna hang out out here for a little bit by myself and then i'll jump in mm-hmm. but yeah no this film was so much fun um nonstop entertainment i think one of the most surprising things that ryan johnson did such a great job as is he just understood what his audience was thinking the whole time mm. as he was making it because just about any time i had a thought the movie went that direction or addressed yeah. it in some way. So yeah, it was a great ensemble. It was funny. It was witty. And the, the, the directing style was super fun. And, I'll, and I will say, I usually get really annoyed when British actors try to do an American accent, especially a Southern one. But Daniel Craig did not annoy me at all with <laughs> his accent. He did a great job with his little Southern drawl. And um, I heard rumors that they're going to do maybe a sequel with another um, uh, like murder mystery with the same detective benoit blanc so i would be super excited if they just keep making more of these because this was so much fun i don't really have I've, i don't know yeah.
1: how i feel about that but we can we can talk about that more later
0: why it was great they keep well, going. obviously
1: i loved it but uh, i don't know how i feel about a sequel i feel like it's 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 risky
0: it would be a whole new story it would just be with the detective like uh, uh yeah i know i know
2: Come on. You people love it. Just the only thing better than one is two. So let's get another one. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Okay. So two super high positive reviews, both in the, not just in the top 10, but fighting for the top spot overall. That is awesome. Well, I am a huge fan of Ryan Johnson have been for since the beginning of his career. I've listened to him on many podcasts, even before he's really cool and been plugged into a lot of pop, pop culture been very accessible before he made The Last Jedi. I am in the minority that thinks The Last Jedi is a masterpiece, but we won't get into all that. Don't send me your hate mail. All of those things led me to be very excited about the conceit of this. And as Daniel mentioned, I absolutely avoided every single thing I could about this trailer because I didn't want to know anything. I didn't want to see any scenes. I knew that this, this was going to have twists and turns galore. And it does not disappoint. It delivers on all of those things. This movie is stylish. It has a, a, it's a, it's longer than I anticipated. It's about two Mm -hmm. hours and 10 minutes long. Never feels long. There's no fat to cut. Everything has a purpose. Uh, It's, it's tightly crafted like a watch. I mean, everything works together exactly how the director wants it to. And it really does work very well. I agree that Marta Cabrera, um, uh, Ana de Armas is great. There was only one thing that happened at the end that I actually figured out, and I wish I had been wrong. When we get into spoilers, I'll talk about it, but other than that one thing, everything about this movie keeps you guessing. It subverts your expectations, and I agree that it really is just a lot of fun. I don't think that this is my favorite film of the year. I think for sure it's going to be in the top 10, maybe somewhere. I, I had a few problems with it daniel craig to me was annoying certainly mm, for the first for the first i got used to him so i'm going to you know his intro scene is really cool it's stylish and he's flipping the coin he keeps hitting that piano key it's so it's cool it's like all these little idiosyncrasies that don't do serve any purpose other than to be cool and make a unique thing about a character but his accent at first, it took me a while to warm up to it. And not because he sounds like he's trying to do a version of me, but just because (laughs) it was, it was borderline. And I don't mean this, like I'm sensitive, like making fun of, but it's almost as if you were trying to go to a caricature and be like, well, my goodness, golly gee willikas, you know, it was (laughs) close to that for me a little bit, but then he kind of reined it in. Now his performance is fantastic. I love the character. I love what he did. And when we get to spoilers, I, I'll talk a little bit about one of the one of the issues that I have. I agree, it's not just a who done it. It it explores lots of themes about class and uh, the one percent and things like that. And it's it's not very subtle toward mm-hmm. the end. And so that's one of the problems that I have. It's clear what they're setting up. There's just, there's one scene in particular where it is so overt with the imagery that I thought you didn't have to do that. We're getting it. Just don't beat us over the head with it. And so I'm always a fan of the subtle message. Um, And I think he kind of wore his heart on his sleeve. Ryan Johnson did a little bit with the messaging. And so that didn't land quite as much for me, although I appreciated what he was trying to say. But overall, you go down the line of this film, it's just one of those movies that's going to be eminently rewatchable um, because mm-hmm. there's going to be clues and little things, breadcrumbs, that you didn't see the first time that you'll pick up on. The second viewing and third viewing, the performances are stellar across the board. I love seeing Chris Evans in something other than you know being Captain America. Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis is fantastic. Michael Shannon, who I love. Michael Shannon can be in everything, be in all the movies. Mm-hmm. I love Michael Shannon. And Lakeith Stanfield, I love this guy. I abs- I wish I wish he had even more time in this film yeah. but uh, as the lieutenant anything that he's in I'm I'm totally down for. So overall the mystery works. It keeps you guessing, it's fun, it's energetic and I agree with you guys that uh, I'm very positive. It's it's not like I said probably I'm not as high on it as you guys are. I'm still probably maybe this is a four and a half out of five. I don't know. It's a four, or four and a half. And we'll talk about why after that, but anything else you want to talk about before we make our recommendations and then jump into spoilers. Cause it is hard to talk about without just spoiling everything.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I have a lot of, a lot of thoughts, but yeah, I'm not sure that I can really say anything else other than, other than try to avoid hearing any sort of spoilers uh, yeah. uh, before mm-hmm. seeing this. Cause it's, it's totally a great mystery. It feels like a throwback but also very modern. Like yep. I'm very glad yeah. that this was set in modern day. It, this wasn't this wasn't a period film in any way. So I love that. I love that.
2: Yeah. Anything else April before we jump into spoilers? No, nope, I'm good. Alright, well then let's make our recommendations. Daniel, we'll go with you. Should people see this in the theater? Should they rent Come it? Come on, Chad. All right. You know where going to right, see is it. You both think it's your favorite movie of the year. Alright, so go see theaters.
0: it. I <laughs> yeah, also theaters.
2: agree it's theater worthy. You should see it in the theater. So with that, let's jump into spoilers for Knives Out. The first rule of Fight Club is
0: you do not talk about Fight Club.
2: Well, you look nervous.
1: Is it the scars?
0: You want to know how I got them?
2: There's so many places it wouldn't have occurred to a hawk to hide. However, the
1: reason the has brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. In a dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there, in all that dark, and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there.
2: Then I woke up.
0: So Chad, I'm really curious, what was the thing that you guessed at the end that got right?
2: So when when they're in the final confrontation and Marta answers the phone and it's the hospital, and as soon as she picked the phone up, I, I guess she's dead. I, I, and when she said, mm. oh, okay, that's great news and all that stuff, I knew that that wasn't true. I knew, now I didn't know that it was going to unfold where Chris Evans would be like, I did kill her, which I thought was a little bit silly that he'd yes. be like, you're right, mm. I did kill her. That was a little bit too convenient. But that was the one thing that I felt like she's definitely going to die and then she's going to lie about it and then vomit and, you know, later. So it worked yeah. out that way and that was super cool. That is literally the only thing that I guess everything else because you go through these whole thing of emotions when you're watching a movie like this I was guessing did he really kill himself mm-hmm. you know was it was it a suicide is he orchestrating this whole thing you know who's behind it's just a perfect mystery who done it but that was the one thing that I that I did guess right
1: one of the things that I kept trying to think through was like you know we were so in Anadarmus's perspective. So I was trying to figure out, are they going to fool us on her perspective? You know, this whole vomiting yeah. thing. I was thinking like, did she, has she been planning this for a long time? So she got the family to believe that she vomits when she lies. But you don't and ever so really then, see it. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or that it was like this whole misdirection to where, she does that so that she, the cops think she can't lie. And then she ends yeah. up lying. You know, whatever. So obviously, I was completely wrong on all of that. But I, just, I kept focusing on her character. I just, I, they, they were always a step ahead. They was always a step ahead. It was so good.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, I know you guys think this is the greatest movie of the world. Do, <laughs> is there anything do you have? Did you have any nitpicks at all before I give mine? Because I don't want to be the only one that has anything negative to say. But I will be. I will, I will bear that burden if, if need be.
1: I, I totally agree with what you're saying, that it's not – and when it does try to uh, get into either politics or kind of what it was saying about the 1%, um, it, it was definitely heavy-handed. I mean, they literally have an argument about about Trump, you know? And yeah. mm-hmm. so I think that was – that was the only thing that sort of took me out because – I don't know. It just that, well. They also it, literally
2: it, have a scene at the end where where uh, Marta is standing on a balcony looking down upon the one percent while they talk specifically about the fact that she's above us and they're now below us and all that stuff, which is fine. I, I um, love
1: that actually. I thought I'm that was sure great. you
2: did. I'm sure, but that's <laughs> that's actually not. So my my biggest thing was, and I and I, I had to think. I, I felt this as I was watching it, and then after the movie was over, I thought about it even a little more, and it. it even still it bothers me. is too strong a word. I just, I haven't been able to wrap my head around it. So you guys help me unpack it because you love it. So <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time reconciling the fact that the patriarch, you know, of the family, he, Christopher Plummer, right. He is going to kill himself. So he does, but before he does that, he wants to make sure that Marta he's, he's already told his family, he's leaving everything to her and we get a little bit of lip service about it. it's the best thing for them, etc. But the best that I can tell the worst thing that his daughter uh, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, Linda, the worst thing that she has done is that she took a loan from her father, started her own business. And by all accounts is successful in her own right. And then Shannon's character, Michael Shannon's character, Walt, his son, sure. They have an argument because he wants to license it to films and things like that. But outside of him, them disagreeing on that, he's, from everything that we know, he's kind of responsibly run the publishing company and done right by that. And so I had a very hard time understanding why the father would cut those two off to the to the degree that he did just completely drop them other than just, like I said, the lip service of, well, it's the best thing for them, but to the degree that he is willing to go when it seems like really the only truly evil person in here was Chris Evans and, and an argument for maybe Don Johnson. Tony Collette seems like she, her character may have been kind of a leech and stealing. So I see that, but I, I had a hard time with the sister and the son because I, mm-hmm. I felt like, wow, that's, that's pretty brutal for a father after all those years yeah. when really they've just kind of done for him it just I had a hard time kind of latching all of that together because then I started asking, so what is Ryan Johnson trying to say? What are those two characters, what do they represent that's negative? And I, just, I still haven't landed on that, so I'm open to any insight if you guys have any.
1: I'm not sure that I have a, an answer for you. I would say the way I read it was simply that he wanted the, them to make it on their own. He wanted them to not have this you know giant wealth of inheritance to to fall back on that cutting them off was to just say hey it's you you've made it this far you can keep going without me kind of thing yeah so, i
2: guess that makes sense but then and, he gave marta 60 million dollars right well, yeah so, but
1: she she also has nothing nothing else
2: no
0: for, i understand
1: I, I definitely read it as a brutal move. Like I, I mm-hmm. did I didn't read, I didn't read, um, whatever his character's name is, Christopher Plumber's character. I, I didn't read it Harlan, as
2: Harlan. Thryby. Harlan. Yeah.
1: I didn't read it as he's this amazing, super kind, super well thought out. Well, I guess he is well thought out, but, uh, I, I didn't read it as this, Oh, completely wise move. I saw it as a brutal move, he's being brutal. He is cutting off all his children and leaving his money to somebody else. I mean, that is a, that is harsh. Um, Mm -hmm. so I definitely read it that way as well.
0: I kind of saw it as, um, like I, they kind of said it and they kind of didn't say it, but I feel like over time you could, you being at his age would look at your children as seeing like they really only ever came around or were around because of all of his money, whether or not that's true, that could be a perception that he would have. Whereas Marta, yeah, he paid her, but they, they did show they had a pretty genuine relationship and it seemed like she genuinely liked his company and, you know, they were friends. And so, I, I mean, I could see him wanting to give his inheritance to someone who actually he felt genuinely loved him, where you could argue maybe he never really knew if his children loved him genuinely because of all of the money.
2: Sure. I just, I think as presented, I have a hard time going going all the way there it seems to me that it was just trying to paint all of the family as bad uh, for, mm. for whatever reason because it spends time with each one showing them and part of that is to set up the mystery that oh they had this fight or they had this disagreement or whatever but that was the one thing that I just it, just didn't pass the smell test for me where i thought okay mm. which to be fair if they had given all of the all of the children something similar to the chris evans character ransom then i would have thought well, okay that's a little ridiculous they all are trying to kill him or or whatever so yeah. you know i guess it's a fine line but ultimately it's very small nits to pick because i really did enjoy this movie very much i'm so just so
1: anything- glad that the mystery Holds up like yeah. th- yes. th- it was so possible for the mystery to be lame or not, sa- you know, satisfying or whatever. And it just, it, or I thought, I thought there was going to be some sort of cop out. Yeah. uh, Like, like, I think, I think one of you said like, like maybe he didn't kill himself or, or some, I don't know, something weird. And it just, no, it, somebody did it. Somebody mm-hmm. killed him. And, and it's as simple as that. And, and so it was uh, man, I just really, really loved the way the mystery came together. So satisfying.
2: Yep. Slashing your own throat, that's a bad way to go.
0: Oh, awful. Awesome. So rough. sad that it actually, he wasn't going to die. And I was, know. I know. Yep. I will have to say, going back a few minutes, I actually loved a little, the political argument that the family got in because I have witnessed that exact argument <laughs> in my family and may or may not have contributed. So I was <laughs> laughing out loud because I was like, this is so accurate. This is exactly what both sides say.
1: I think I I think what I didn't love I agree with that uh, April I agree with that but I think what I didn't like is that it dates the film it's for sure uh, you know it it just makes it of right now as opposed to when we watch that in a couple years Mm -hmm. you know with whatever the heck else happens um, with this presidency you know uh, is that going to feel relevant still or is it going to feel like, oh, wow, they had no idea what they're talking about?
0: Well, they never say Trump. And I I feel like the issues they were talking about are vague enough to, I mean, immigration has been a debate for decades. Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily, I don't know that it would be I agree,
2: I agree with April. I think that the recency bias that we have is that we are in it right now. But the the issue of immigration is something like you said, it's been debated for years and years and years yeah. and will continue to be so. But while at the same time agreeing that when I watched it, I felt very much like you did, Daniel, thinking there are this movie is so smart in every way. There is no reason to not be at this moment, but I get it and it was fine. It worked fine. Um, I, I just, liked it. Uh, yeah, and that's why it's going to work for some and for others. And I I typically like that, too. I'm I'm down for the for the uh, confrontation and for and for being current. But it just that's the only time in that movie where all of a sudden you're like, whoop, and you're pulled out. of. Uh, for yeah. me, it felt like, oh, I'm not in this movie anymore. I'm sitting in this theater in 2019. But overall, extremely, extremely positive. So anything else you want to say before we uh, before we wrap it up?
1: Loved it.
0: No, it was great. Go. Everybody see it. loved
2: it. Go loved it. see it.
1: Like this is the sort of movie that I feel like you can recommend to just about anybody, you know? Like yeah even though it, it gets a little bit political, like I, I have no problem recommending this to, to, you know, anybody really. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't super clearly take sides on those debates. Cause there's, there's people on both sides in the family. So it's just, I feel like this is a movie for anybody. Anybody uh, can, can love this movie. I just, yeah. I thought it was and great.
2: I did like the two, I did like the contrast of the two children. One who's the alt-right like uh, kid. And then the other, who's the, the left kid and they, the jabs that they take at each other, I thought was really clever and funny and so I agree so overall it sounds like we're extremely positive Daniel and April both think this could potentially be their number one film of the year for me it's not that high but it's definitely fighting for a spot in the top 10 so overall this is a great film go check it out
0: All right. well that's a wrap don't forget to let us know what you think on our social media channels and um, join us next week because we will be diving into another possible award-winning film this year with marriage story also another netflix film so we'll see you next week and that's a wrap
1: you've heard what the screeners had to say now you be the critic head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think see you next time